When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's, taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. 让我们得以应对呢一场疫情，请继续坚持，以备证明有效嘅举措，嚟更好保护自己唔受 Covid 1 9以及其变种嘅侵害。譬如话喺公共室内场所佩戴口罩，旅行同埋聚会前后接受检测。如果觉得唔舒服，就留喺屋企。请访问 mytun.ca.gov 嚟查找你附近嘅疫苗或者加强剂，由 The California Department of Public Health 为你提供。Welcome to the Brown Flyer Podcast. This is your host Josh Keegley. With me is always Adam Moore. Adam, I had a great weekend. How was your July Fourth, buddy? It was good. It was good. We had some fireworks.、Uh, it was it was long but short at the same time. You, you know you know that feeling. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, my, my Papa Keith Papa Keats came in. He flew in from Texas. So、uh, nice. Yeah, I yeah. He, I haven't seen Papa Keats in a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he flew in on Friday, and we uh. We I shouldn't get to see until Saturday, and we went to every sports card shop in Central Ohio, dude. Like I'm telling you, what did you, you get? Just, I I I spent like 300 bucks on like Ohio State autograph cards, dude. Everything ranging from Rex Kern to Niall Diggs, Anthony Gonzalez, like Joey Gallo. I mean, we got you know just a random assortment of cards, dude. It was awesome though, dude. I'm talking. We went to that shop in Marysville. Was it good? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. He's got a he's got a bunch of boxes of just ten cent random cards. Yeah. So my dad and I didn't we didn't say one we didn't basically didn't even look at each other for three hours just going through this box <laughs> of ten cent cards, dude. Yeah. Got you know got a Chris Spielman,、uh, Jamel Dean, which was a kind of a、uh, you know we we could we collect Ohio for those listening. My father and I collect Ohio State alum. Now when you get a crit to give you some insight into the cards we're looking for, Chris Spielman and his bear and his Bills uniform. Is was is a rarity for us. So Jamel Dean, if you can remember Jamel Dean, Jamel Dean was a transfer. He went to Ohio State, tore up his knee, was never medically eligible, and then he transferred to Auburn. You, you know that's a little bit of a rarity.、Um, you know Kurt Coleman's the stuff like that.、Uh, but yeah, dude, there was, there was some good stuff. I also stopped by our favorite shop, Playball Inc., and then over in the, the Tuttle Mall. Have you stopped by there yet? I have not been by there yet. I、yeah. went to go pick up、uh, my, my Devon Hamilton signed autograph helmet from Playball Inc. And I do want to bring up our friends at Playball Inc. at the Tuttle Mall because they invited us Saturday to be there for the Rudy Rudiger signing and interview him in person. Him and both Jalen Marsh is signing from twelve to two. Only twenty-five, only thirty-five bucks signature, unless you're a Playboy Inc. member. And Jalen Marshall is signing from three to four, and he's actually free with a purchase in store. So we're, I'm, I'm stoked, dude. I am stoked to interview Rudy. Heck yeah, dude. I, I, what, what are they thinking? Have they listened to our show? Have, have they met you? He's, he, oh yeah, dude. I go in there constantly, just constantly <laughs> pouring money out to him. That probably, he said he listened to the show. I doubt it. I doubt it. He just, he just saw me wadding up my, you know, my greasy ten dollar bills on the counter every time I walk in there. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> no, excited, man. Uh, Jalen Marshall, he's with. He's currently with the uh, uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, the CFL. So we'll, we'll interview two CFL players in a row. So that'll be that'll be good too, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool, man. I'm I'm super excited. I I just can't believe that we are going to interview the Rudy. That's right. Are you going to tell the listeners that you didn't know who Rudy was for the first no, three I, days? First off, I know who Rudy is. When you said, "Hey, we're interviewing Rudy." I didn't connect the dots so that it was the Rudy. And then I had to like, I was like searching around on Twitter trying to figure out who the hell Rudy was. I thought it was some just like local Columbus, Ohio sports personality. Couldn't find anything. And I had to ask him like, hey, who's Rudy? And then you just sent me the the movie cover, Rudy. I'm like, oh shit. Well, that. I didn't, I didn't think I needed to say the man's last name. I thought that, you know, that, that Rudy should be enough for you, dude. Just like if I say Archie, if I say Archie, you should know it's saying Archie Griffin, right? Or Eddie, yeah. Eddie George, right? There's just players like that. Uh, the boys of Playball also wanted me to mention that Jan White is going to be there August 15th. And that's another free with purchase from 12 to 2. And then uh, there's going to be two Packers greats later, in, uh, like on August 29th, late August. Uh, they still haven't got the, the dates down done yet. And Boyd Dowler and uh, Carol Dale. Austin Carr, the former Cavs, is also going to be there July 18th. Uh, they don't know what time yet. He's only going to be 25 bucks. So they got a lot They got a lot lined up the next couple months. I love hanging out at that store. They got a lot of autographs. But speaking of signatures, Pat Mahomes signed a big fat check or a big fat contract, huh? Half a bill, dude. How wild is that, dude? He's like... I can't even fathom having that much money, man. <laughs> right? I'd have to go – I have to, like, search far and wide for 500 bucks. He's got 500 mil in his bank yeah. now? Yeah. That's insane. It's that's insane. insane. And it's not what? that bad of a deal, man. 12 years. It's what? No. 40, 40-some million dollars a year. Like, I think it's, like, 12 or, like, between 12 and 18% of the salary cap. It's not that bad, dude. They can still win with him. Yes. Well-deserved. Still young. He's the guy. He's in a system that fits. He's got a great relationship with his head coach. The offense around him is very young. Defense is still building. They won the, they, you know, just coming off of a Super Bowl win. It's definitely the right move. You know, there's been a lot of talk about quarterbacks signing significant deals like that, like Deshaun Watson being next. Deshaun Watson's not going to get a deal like that, right? Because Deshaun Watson's in a situation that's not the same. They just got rid of his number one pass catcher. We don't know what his relationship is like with Bill O'Brien. So if they did sign Deshaun Watson for a deal like that, that might be a drastic mistake. You know what I mean? Like it's so this is really the Patrick Mahomes deal is really the perfect mixture of style, need, swag, like the coaching relationship he has is just the, the perfect deal. Someone told me that they have so much confidence in Andy Reid that he thinks if the Bears would have drafted Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs would have drafted Mitch Trubisky, it would be Mitch Trubisky getting that kind of money. I completely disagree with that. But I mean, it that is I do think that there is an argument to be said for how good Andy Reid is. But when you have that perfect quarterback like Mahomes, you got to sign him long term. That's a great deal. Yeah, it's a I agree. It's a perfect fit. And I, we had I had this discussion with some of my friends uh, recently too about Patrick Mahomes and and Andy Reid and what that really means. I don't know if I would go as far to say Mitchell Trubisky would be the next Patrick Mahomes if he was in well, Kansas no. City, but dude. A lot of people passed on Patty Mahomes. He was a tw- number 22 rated quarterback coming out of high school. You know what? He was not like he was the number one overall pick. They would they draft two or three quarterbacks in, uh, fr- in front of him. There were there were questions about Patrick Mahomes. It's not like he went to Texas Tech and won the Heisman or anything like that. I think it's a great fit with Andy Reid. And I, I think that's a large chunk of the equation. Uh, it, it, it is. I would say it's about 50 50, though. I, th- I do think Patrick Mahomes is special. Everybody knew, you know, everybody knew Patrick Mahomes was special coming out, right? It just 
just like everybody knows Jordan Love is special coming out, right? Jordan Love is a special, special, special talent. And I'm not comparing the two, but there are things that have to go right. Patrick Mahomes came from an offense that's very simplified at Texas Tech, and he didn't win at Texas Tech. And, you know, Deshaun Watson comes from an offense that was a pro-style offense, more of a pro-style offense at Clemson, and he did win. So, you know, you had those things stacking up against you, uh, you know, or that, or that pushed Patrick Mahomes down the list. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, uh, he, although he only had one year starting, he was extremely accurate, but he also had his issues. You, you see that coming out now, right? That one year starting really hurts him. We're seeing that Mark Sanchez level of, you know, sophomore slumper or coming back to reality. So, I mean, every quarterback like that has their issue. There's very few perfect prospects. There's very few Andrew Lux out there, or, you know, I guess Joe Burrow would kind of fall in that, that same rhythm. Uh, even Baker Mayfield with three years of experience, a Heisman Trophy, and be, was very productive at two big time Big 12 programs. Um, there's very few people like that. But if you have a guy like Andy Reid who knows what he's doing and can take the good and get rid of the bad, I mean, you know, that, that year behind Alex Smith, only God knows how much that really helped Patrick Mahomes get ready. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think Deshaun Watson is criminally underrated. I think if Deshaun Watson is in Kansas City, I think he's just as good as Pat Mahomes. Deshaun Watson, and we talked about this last year on the show, right right before I unloaded a, a lot of money on him, we talked he had ever since high school – he had never lost a game by more than seven points, by more than a touchdown. And I think at some point in the season last year, they were they were underdogs by more than seven points. And I was like, oh, we got to we got to unload the bank on this, and they end up they didn't cover. But it was the first time in what six, seven, eight years that you know he lost by more than six points. He's just so good. He's a hell of a competitor. I agree with you. I I don't know what Bill O'Brien's doing in Houston, getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know who the hell he's going to throw the ball to, which is a shame because I think he's a he's a top five quarterback talent. Yeah, we'll. we'll see about the Texans. Again, we're kind of on different planes when it comes to Bill O'Brien. You think he's one of the worst coaches in the NFL. I think he's one of the better coaches in the NFL, and he I think that he's got too much responsibility. I think that that's the problem with Bill O'Brien. I think that if someone said, no, you're not going to trade DeAndre Hopkins, he'd probably be a good coach. You got a little bit of a Chip Kelly fever there, because Chip Kelly wasn't the worst coach in the NFL by any means. He just had too much friggin' power. Um, but moving on, how that relates to the Browns, let's talk about Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know, Baker, this is kind of a do-or-die year for Baker Mayfield. That's kind of a, an exaggeratory. We're, we're in, it's dead. The Cleveland Browns news, the NFL news is a little bit dead because of the coronavirus, right? So I think when people talk about Baker Mayfield and his expectations this year, they're exaggerating a bit. Uh, but it is a big year. It is a big year. Kevin Stefanski can't groove with him, which I don't really understand why he wouldn't because I think Baker Mayfield is a total package. Uh, but if he doesn't groove with him for some reason, then he is going to be out. So, you know. And if he does groove with them, then, you know, do we pay? Does he get the big bucks like Mahomes? Or, you know, what is the deal? What are we looking at? I don't think he gets anywhere near $500 million, But if he comes out and takes him to the AFC Championship or the wins a Super Bowl or something crazy like that, I think he's going to earn himself quite a quite a big paycheck. Not $500 million, uh, but the bar is set for quarterbacks now. That's what everybody's going to be trying to go to. Every agent is going to be trying to compare it to that $500 million deal. Baker Mayfield will get paid if he has a good year. And rightfully so. It's been a pretty common theme on Twitter recently, but I think it's more because people are bored talking about the expectations for Baker Mayfield. What happens if he doesn't live up to it? I think that that's a little insane. I think even if he struggles this year, I would hang on to him. He checks every box. You're not going to draft a quarterback that's better than him. Like even Joe Burrow, Joe, let's say Joe Burrow checks a few more boxes. I mean, Baker Mayfield to me is still one of the most accurate, if not the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. You're not going to find a quarterback better than him. So I, I don't, if any struggles this year, I think would be more of, you know, due to the lack of offseason or dealing with the new offense, all that. So I I don't really think this is necessarily a do or die year. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? 
Yeah, absolutely. COVID-19, that pandemic and not having all these uh, these summer workouts is another thing. It'll be inter- interesting to see how much they actually do get to work together this offseason. But yeah, I mean, you're right. If, it, if it's not this year, it's got to be next year for Baker. Now moving on, let's talk about another contract. Cleveland Browns tight end, former first round pick out of Miami. David Njoku has reportedly requested a trade. Now, for those that don't know, his agent is, uh, oh my gosh, it's uh, Rosenhaus. Rosenhaus, yeah. Drew Rosenhaus, who is the same agent that uh, Duke Johnson hired when he requested a trade last season. Drew Rosenhaus was notorious uh, for requesting trades, trying to get the big you know, the big deals. Uh, and he's also notorious for screwing over a lot of his clients. I believe Terrell Pryor was one of the guys where I think he was a Drew Rosenhaus guy when he left Cleveland and ended up screwing him over, right? So Rosenhaus, for every big giant contract that he signs, sometimes he leads his clients down a wrong path. Now, I think that that's what's going on with Njoku. I don't think this is good advice. Um, I think that any any tight end with a brain would want to stand this offense. I think he should see the right in the wall and see that he is going to be the number two tight end and going to be fighting for Maybe even 50 receptions. I don't know. I'm expecting that number two tight end to be heavily involved. And I expect him to really thrive in that role because Austin Hooper is going to take that pressure off. David Njoku is a supreme elite talent. And he is extremely, extremely dangerous once the ball does hit his hands and he can hang on to the ball. After the catch, there he may be the best tight end in the NFL. He's extremely athletic. And I think this is a terrible move. I think it's a terrible, terrible move for him to try to get out of here. Yeah, you're right. His athletic profile is elite as a tight end. And and the one thing I don't understand about this, and first off, the Browns, I don't think there's any chance they trade him. His trade value right now is any higher than like a fourth or a fifth round pick. Which is not worth it. it. No, it's not worth it. He's only 20, he's only 23 or 24 years old. Yeah, and that's what I don't understand. And Joku, just like two months ago, was on Twitter talking about how you know him and Huber can coexist and they're going to do it together, and it's no big deal. And there's enough there's enough food on the table for for you know everybody to eat. I, I don't know where this is coming from, quite frankly. Kevin Stefanski runs two tight end sets sixty percent of the time. He's going to be on the field. Period. I, I don't get this. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we saw last year. Uh, oh my gosh, I don't know what's wrong with my brain today. Irv Smith, uh, yeah. you know, the number two tight end for the Minnesota Vikings, who was a rookie. Uh, we, it, it, and rookies notoriously struggle. I mean, or, you know, uh, that's just how it is. Rookie tight ends struggle. Tight ends struggle really early on in their careers. And Irvin Smith got a significant amount of looks last season. You know, now you're looking at a, a tight end, a group of tight ends that is even more athletic than Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith. You got to see you nothing but dollar signs. So I, I, it's really strange. Um, my understanding there's probably is a little bit more nuance to it that we probably don't understand in regards to his contract and the fifth year option and how he's trying to hit certain marks um and he doesn't feel like he can hit that as number two tight end now i don't know if how much is that that is true because my contract knowledge is pretty much zilch maybe you have better insight to that than i do uh but i still don't think it's a good move i don't think i don't even know which team wh- which nfl teams are going to be wanting him or are going to be looking for him does that make sense or, or would be willing to trade enough to get him yeah that that's a great point too uh i i don't know any i don't know any of his his contract details so that could be part of it but uh yeah i i mean i 
hadn't thought too hard about which teams would be suitors for him in a trade market just because I don't think the Cleveland Browns, they have all the levers in this situation. I don't think they're trading him for a fifth round pick. I, I would be really willing to get rid of him for a second. I mean, I, I, I know that the Steelers is one team that everybody keeps talking about because they're desperately trying to find that next Heath Miller. And that would, that would be a great fit for Njoku. That would be one of the rare teams. Now, how likely is it that the Browns trade him in their own division? I don't think very. You'd, the Steelers would have to give up a lot. So maybe that second round pick would do it. I think that that would be enough for me to get that deal done but anything lower than that it's not worth it it's just not worth it. yeah i'm just trying to think real quickly seattle might be might be a team that could be interested uh will disley got hurt last year i don't know who else they have on the roster um you know, i don't know can you think of any other team right now that's really desperate for tight end help i i, I think the pittsburgh's i think that i think you hit the nail on the head there but they're not gonna they're not gonna trade within the division so i don't well, think it's I, you know the, the bears just paid big money for jimmy graham so i don't think yeah. if they really do want a tight end or really need a, an athletic tight and we just talked about Mitch Trubisky, so that's probably why that's in my mind. Uh, you know, if, if that's that really is something that they need, maybe they'd be willing to pull the trigger. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Rob Gronkowski is. Yeah, they still got people behind him, though. I, I would think that if the, that was that was going to get done with the Buccaneers, that OJ Howard would be a part of the trade back to Cleveland. Yeah. I guess is what I envision. I mean, because that's, he's not OJ Howard, someone that's apparently not happy in Tampa Bay. And obviously, cause he's not getting any looks, maybe they could do a little switcheroo there. I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't yeah. know who's willing to, cause the Browns are going to want something, man. They, they are. Um, yeah. I'm not I trading. Oh uh, yeah. I, maybe the Cardinals, maybe the Panthers, maybe. I don't the think Redskins. the Cardinals, I don't think the Cardinals are going to be used utilizing a tight end very You're much. Right. I think Max Max Williams is probably the best tight end for them because Max Williams can block and Goku can't block. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Cardinals are going to be using a lot of wide receivers with Hakeem Butler, Fitzgerald, Hopkins, Isabella. Um, you know, I know I'm missing some somebody else there. You know what I mean? So I, I love I love Andy Isabella coming out of out of college. I really hope he gets a shot. He was such a stud at UMass. Oh yeah, he will. He will get a shot. There's no yeah. He, I mean, he, he was a rookie last year, so they're not going to get rid of him. He's yeah. a very special niche player. Uh, you're going to see Andy Isabella. I, I have no doubt that he's going to be very very productive down I there. I thought he I thought he had like Tyreek Hill upside. I and I still think he does. And I don't know I if, he he, does. if he was injured at all last year, but he is just a super super. Well, you got to remember. He got to remember his whole game in college was just him blowing by guys. That was yeah. it. I'm faster than you, and I'm going to be faster than I, you. I, I love, in the NFL, you need more than that. Yeah, I love Andy Isabella for the same reasons why I love George Obina. Is because even yeah, you look at these kid, these these players that go to these smaller schools or these non-power five schools, you want them to be super productive, and that is what Andy Isabella was at UMass, and he was really good when they played up in competition. Like he blew the doors off of Georgia when they played Georgia a couple of years ago. I think he, I mean, he plays well against good competition. I think he's got enough talent to make it in the NFL. And I'm holding him on my on my taxi squad, my dynasty team. So that's what I'm really hoping he uh, he breaks out in a couple of years. Now I will say that you know there's a big difference between Massachusetts and Sacramento State. Yeah. Yeah. Huge difference. Sacramento State played teams like me. Played play teams like Valpo where I was at. And Massachusetts <laughs> don't do that. And Massachusetts sends guys to the pros every year. So there's a huge difference. Now in yeah, uh, Taxi Squad, I heard you use the phrase Taxi Squad. I believe, and we'll have to do some research on that. That this little factoid, but I believe that the Cleveland Browns and Paul Brown were the first to use the term taxi squad because Paul Brown knew the owner of 
some uh, the he knew the owner of some taxi company up in Cleveland. So any player that he couldn't sign to his roster, he had him stick around town and work for the taxi company. <laughs> and then yeah, I, I double check that. Double check that. It's uh, it, I, I think that. I'm not double checking that because that's just too cool of a story. I don't. I, don't I believe. I believe weird. there are chunks of that story that I just told that are true. I'd have to. I'd have to. Like, we have to double. We have to double check it. But you used the term taxi squad. I didn't want. I didn't want to spit that out there. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. What do you yeah. think about? I know we're kind of transition. Well, before we before we move on, I did see that the Browns are, have reached out to Olivier Vernon about potentially restructuring his deal. It's done. Is it restructured? Yes. I think that is that is signaling a Jadavion Clowney signing here soon. My understanding is that it's not okay. Um, so that's that was my first initial reaction was oh, okay. Hey, they're freeing up cash to go make a big move. But my understanding is that it what it does is it lot it gives Vernon more money this year, more guaranteed money this year, therefore making the cap smaller, which is making them okay. more flexible to give. Miles Garrett a larger extension. Now again, okay. this is this is the roughest part for everybody that's listening. You're going to be very familiar with the fact that this is the roughest part of the year for me because my contract knowledge is zilch, bro. That's why I'm over the cap in Madden every year. <laughs> I'm just I'm not I'm not that's and that's why I'm not good at saving money. That's why Justine watches my fiance watches everything every penny I spent because I'm just not good with money and that goes for the NFL too. So I could be a hundred percent wrong on that, but I believe. I, that, that's me from a third-party source. That was my understanding of the situation because that was my first initial reaction. Was oh man, they're gonna make a move for Clowney, and it's gonna be an elite. They're gonna have Clowney. They're gonna have Vernon. They're gonna have. They're gonna have. Uh, Jesus Christ, Miles Garrett, and they're gonna have uh, Adrian Claiborne. It's gonna be just a phenomenal rotation of ends. And then somebody was like, "No, that's not what this is for." I was like, "Oh yeah. crap, okay." What do you know about it? See, I just saw on Twitter that they were gonna restructure his deal. I hadn't seen. I didn't know it was done, so that's my bad. And I, so I had, and I don't know any of the details. So my first initial reaction was they're gonna restructure his contract to free up cap space to sign Clowney. That was my first thought. Even though they don't need to, they have the cap space, but they're yeah. they're they're playing they're playing the long game here. They're figuring out how can we re-sign Garrett? How are we potentially going to re-sign Baker? Um, yeah, so I mean that was my first thought. Yeah, I believe that the I believe that re-signing Garrett was the motivation behind the restructuring. But again, I guess we'll have a, a wait and see attitude towards this. The Browns certainly seem to be the front runner to sign Clowney. Why it hasn't happened yet, I'm not sure. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the next couple of months. My understanding is that Clowney also got another offer from the Oakland Raiders. I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders. So we'll we'll see if maybe. Maybe he signs with them. So there are other suitors coming to the forefront. But again, these are all rumors. This is just crap I see on Twitter. So, I, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens. Yep, absolutely. You got any more Browns uh, news? No, I, you know, I think that a lot of the focus has been on the name change. Again, this is a little bit of a dead period for the Cleveland Browns, but you know, everybody's talking about everybody is up in arms and rightfully so um, due to the, the Cleveland Indians. The, well, I wasn't even going to mention the Indians because I, you know, I'm not a big baseball guy, but the Washington Redskins name, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The sponsors finally pulled out, so now Dan Snyder is kind of backed into a wall. So there's been some rumors about how who he's going to change, what he's going to change the name to. Now, some of the rumors are the Red Tails, which was actually provided by the first I saw it was from Dwayne Has, uh, and I think that the Red Tails. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not a, a history buff, but the Red Tails were the first African American pilots, right? 
some something along those lines, and I don't I don't know the entire story. Like the Tuska something airmen Tus- in World Tuskegee? War II. Yeah, we, we should probably we should probably stop. We should, we should we should read a goddamn book. <laughs> but, uh, I thought it would be interesting to bring back the old USFL name, the Federals. The Federal, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. yeah. Forget about that name, the Washington Federals. Yeah. But here here's here's some here's something funny. It's not it's not funny. The, the topic is not funny. I apologize, but it, it did make me snicker when it rolled across my phone um the edmonton eskimos of the cfl are, are undergoing a name change they're they're getting some pushback from their main sponsors to change their name too really now on the surface we're not canadian so yeah. maybe the, the racial insensitivity doesn't really reside with us as it right. should because i am un i i am unsure of the amount of inuits is that that's <laughs> the, the political term Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. In Eskimos know. in America, yeah. but that it's it's an issue. Well, I guess it's it's racially insensitive in Canada more so. So they're yeah. actually going to undergo are are receiving the same pushback. My understanding it might actually be worse than what the Washington Redskins are dealing with because you know if FedEx pulls out of the Washington Redskins namesake and a couple sponsors here and there, the NFL still helps and bolsters them. The CFL is not really like that. We talk about the CFL an awful lot on this show and how they struggle with money yeah. on a consistent basis yearly, right? Yeah. So if they have a major sponsor back out, that's it. That's a game changer. That that club is shutting the doors. So if a major sponsor pushes back on the Eskimos name, they're probably going to change. And that's something that no one's really talking about. And it might happen before the Cleveland Indians, the Washington Redskins. It might be the first one to happen, which I thought was interesting. That is interesting. I I don't have a strong take or opinion on the Redskins thing. I I hadn't really thought much about it. And I think it's kind of what you had mentioned. I'm I'm ignorant to what that means to... Um, those the, those groups of people. If it's offensive, by all means, I'm I'm for changing it. I, it doesn't bother me one bit. But yeah, I just hadn't never really thought about it. What do you think about? Would you be a fan of the Cleveland Spiders? I don't know. I I I, I don't care. I, I, I saw <laughs> the Cleveland Rocks. I thought the Cleveland Rocks was kind of cool. That's much cool. I can't think of a worse fucking name than the Cleveland Spiders. So passionate, dropping f bombs. So passionate. The Spiders, the worst. Like what? Let's call them the Bats, or uh, I mean, the Bats is like yeah, kind of have like a little double entendre there. But like, I'm thinking of like what's the worst animal I can think of? Bats, spiders. You might as well call them like the ants or the the mosquitoes or some shit. Well, isn't the most popular G League team the Fire Ants? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. The follow Mad Ants or something. Fort the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. I I don't know, whatever. So, uh, yeah, I, I believe that the whole allure to the Spiders name is that the, they were the Cleveland Spiders before they were the Cleveland Indians, correct? You may be right. I don't. I'm not as in tune with Cleveland baseball history, and but I just can't. I just think it's the worst name. I hate it. I hate it so much. I think that every name is. I think it depends on what you do with it. Does that make sense? Like if they, if they if they come out with some dope jerseys and some you know a dope kit, then I think that I could be persuaded because there's a lot you could do with that with the creepy legs and all that. But yeah. if they just come out with the same stuff that they've always you know the, just a pinstripe shirt that says spiders across it, yeah, that's probably not yeah, the I most mean, ideal. I guess my thing is like if you're gonna name your your team after an animal. Don't make it an animal I can step on and kill. You know, the lions or the bears or the panthers or the jaguars. Those those animals are going to fuck me up. Yeah, but none of those animals exist in Cleveland, Adam. (laughs) 
What's an animal that you can't mess up in Cleveland? I don't know, but I can I can mess up a, a spider. Hey, hey there's some there's some gross spiders. Now this is I'm trying not to get too far in the weeds. Adam and I play college. Jeez, we played high school football together, and there was a guy on our team named Chris Bailey. Okay, <laughs> I hope he's listening. He's probably not. But he got bit by a, a recluse, a brown recluse. Do you remember that? No. And his elbow swelled up to the size of a tennis ball. Now that was, was disgusting. This at, was this at practice or something? Yes, dude. No, he got bit. I, think I do he remember got, that. He got bit at his house, and he didn't okay. like. You know, he was just a spider bite. You know, it looked like a mosquito yeah. bite. And then over the course of two days, it got about the size of a tennis ball to the point where he couldn't practice. They sent him home, and he had to go to the hospital. So that dude, that kid almost died, Adam. That I was feel a spider like, bite. I feel, okay, that, I, I almost, I also feel like I remember him almost dying from an asthma attack at a football practice one day. And you might remember that, but. Maybe. Yeah. So I don't know, man. We, we got to talk to Chris, see what the hell's going on with him. What about, what about, like, uh, the Cleveland canker sores? Like, those are a pain in the ass. Those are. I would rather that than the spiders. I think the best route going forward, just so we don't upset anybody, is to just make all of the names like health infomercials, like, you know, like uh, the Cleveland plaque prevention. Or like, or yeah, like, like uh, Cleveland mesotheliomas or something. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good one, dude. Yeah. I think we're on to something here. Yeah, you go. yeah, 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 yeah. You could make the spot, you know, the, the Cleveland power scooters. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> There's gotta be there's gotta be something rough and tough in Cleveland, man. Yeah. Well, what, I don't. Why 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 is Ac why are, why is Akron the Zips, and their yeah, logo is their logo is a kangaroo. <laughs> I don't get that. Yeah, I don't know what the hell a zip is. Ohio Ohio's in a weird spot where there's not it really is. much here. Yeah, you're right. You could be the Cleveland Shawshanks. There you, there you go. That's not that's bad. Not, that's not good. Mansfield's not too far away. Not too far. Not too far. Naming teams is tough, dude. I, I would hate to be in charge. I would love it. You it's it's a cool job to be like in charge of like a marketing team. Yeah. For like a professional for a professional sports team. But like every time they do anything, everybody's got an opinion. I hated the Pelicans, the New Orleans Pelicans, the NBA team. I hated that. I mean, I, that's, I feel the the my same thoughts for the spiders I feel about the Pelicans. Like the Pelicans a that's a bitch ass bird. Like I, like I, a, I dude, oh my god. I I dare you to punch a pelican, dude. You can't do shit to a pelican. You can't do shit to a pelican. Those birds are like five feet tall, right? I'm six feet tall, bro. That bird will mess you up, bro. <laughs> no, I, it's a t- it's a tough job. That and designing yeah. jerseys. I mean, I thought that the Rams jerseys were cool when they came out, and then everybody on Twitter lit them up. Like, yeah. dude, every time every time there's a jersey release, there's like thirty people on Twitter. I immediately see. Yeah. A million people on Twitter just have an opinion about how oh, yeah, terrible the, they are. Dude. The, Falcon, the Falcons got lit up. I like their jerseys, dude. Yes. Yes. It's hard. It's hard. You just like you with the Cle- just like you with the Cleveland Spiders. You got no good ideas, Adam. No. But you're gonna rip into the spiders. But even here, the guy that the came point. up with that, even the guy that talked about the, the spiders, he doesn't he does not like he has a good idea. He's just ripping it off because the Indians were called the spiders. Here's Everybody's man. running out of ideas, I'm, man. I'm not an idea man, but what I am is I will tell you when something sucks. And the spiders suck. I don't have a better alternative, but the spiders is not it. It could be the Cleveland calf muscles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think like we it. got something good there because calf yeah. muscles can be tough, dude. 
Yeah, that can be. Yeah, you see a dude that you you see a dude in the gym with big calf muscles. You're like that guy. He knows what he's doing here. Yeah, he's not skipping leg day. No, I think we found a nickname. Calf muscles. Yeah, Cleveland calf muscles. Sounds good to me. That's terrible. We're terrible at this. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It really is. Well, well, I, how did you How did you name your kids? Y'all, oh, dude. So, <laughs> with my first kid, like literally, it was day three, and the hospital was like, "You have to name this baby." Are you serious? Because, yeah, because like you literally can't stay here any longer. You have to name him before you leave. And we're like, oh shit! Like I don't know. They the the nursing staff called him Bubba for three days because we didn't have a name for him and we couldn't figure it out. His name's Owen, right? It's Owen. Yeah, Owen. Yeah. So how did you come up with that? So oh, you were watching Wedding Crashers and you love Owen Wilson. I, I, I do <laughs> love Owen Wilson. I do. I've always loved Owen Wilson. We just had we we ended up like taking like a poll. And we would write, we wrote down a couple of names that we liked, and we made every person, every nurse, every doctor who came into the room vote. Oh my God, you can't yeah. do name shit, dude. No, we, I can't. I'm sure my wife was beyond pissed because, like, she would be like, "Oh, what about this? What about that?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, no." And she's like, well, "What do you think?" I'm like, "I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't have a good name. But I, I'll tell you what is bad. That's that's what I'm good at. I'm tell, I'm good at saying what's good and bad. I'm not Bro, good that, at coming up with the idea. <laughs> that means you're good at nothing, Adam. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> How did you name your second kid? Well, you named Connor after McGregor, right? That's right. So Nate Diaz and Connor McGregor were fighting on their second fight, and I said, "Whoever wins this fight, that's what we're naming our second son." And Connor McGregor won, so we named him Connor. He was almost Nathan, but no, Connor won. Wow, that's also not a good way to name your kid, dude. <laughs> I like. I always like Connor, dude. Dude, you know what's a cool name? What's that? Jean Baptiste, dude. Jean Baptiste. Yeah, yeah. He he was uh. He was like the youngest executioner in the the in France at the age of like thirteen, <laughs> and he executed like three hundred people. I guess he was really messed up mentally, I which mean, makes sense. You, can you imagine like you uh, like you in like the eighth grade being being told like, hey, you can kill whoever you want. You got to You got to chop this guy's head. Yeah, he ran the he ran the guillotine, dude. Yeah. He was, the, he was the youngest person. Yeah, he was the youngest person I believe in history to run the guillotine. That's what I'm gonna name my child, Jean Baptiste. Yeah. We're getting it. we're getting off topic. We're get, we gotta get we gotta scoop back to football. We gotta scoop back to football. So Adam and I were talking about ACC football before uh before the podcast, but Adam actually signed up for junior to coach his junior high team in his backyard, so he didn't have time to look into it. So we're gonna cha- we're gonna we're going to wait and dissect the ACC conference and the over unders, the win totals, uh for two weeks because next week again you're gonna have a special episode where we interview Rudy Rudiger. And Jalen Marshall, former Ohio State great and current uh, B, I'm sorry, current Hamilton Tiger Cat. So we'll be excited about that. Adam, you have anything else you want to add? Or you want to close this thing out? Let's close it out, dude. I, I don't have anything else new. All right, this was the Browns Wire podcast again. Uh, you know, not, we're kind of in a dead period, but we're trying to do our best to try to fill the air with uh, some guests coming up next week. Please, please, please say hi to our friends at Playball Inc. at the Tuttle Mall. Come in for your Rudy Rudiger autograph, Jalen Marshall, which is free with the purchase. Uh, this is the Browns Wire Podcast. I am Josh Keatley. You can follow me on Twitter at JoshKeatley16. Please re- check out my work. We may not be talking about the ACC this week, but I have released an article where I break down every single team. It took me three weeks to do and my expectations as far as the win total goes and naming the top three NFL prospects on each one of those teams in my eyes. Uh, that will be released tomorrow. So please let me know your thoughts on that. Follow us on Facebook. We got a little group there with some interesting chats going on. Uh, hit Adam and I up for all your football needs. And also 
If you have anything about football cards and memorabilia, please set us up. Adam, where can they hit you up at? Yep, follow me on Twitter more two one zero two. And and uh, Josh, I don't know. I mean, we've maybe just a little, slightly talked about this, but we will open up a sports card and memorabilia shop one day uh, in the next I don't know thirty years or so. But that we will do that together. Oh yeah, we will. You've got uh, enough. You've got enough inventory to keep us keep us going for at least five years. I, think. I can't let go of anything. <laughs> I got. I, I, I tell you, what, I got shoe boxes full of crap that I do not need. Yeah, that I do not need. All right, this is the Browns Wire podcast. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer.